Welcome to Pivot to First. Hi, I'm Mike Seidel. I'm the CTO at Pivot CX. Every day I get to work with some of the brightest minds in the industry with one goal, turning hiring and people strategy into a competitive advantage. Today I'm joined by Ethan Cassiotis. Ethan is the author of Six Keys to a Bulletproof Business Mindset, and he's the host of the Business Growth Podcast. Last year, I was a guest on Ethan's podcast. I really enjoyed the heck out of it, and I was so excited when Ethan accepted our invitation to be a guest on uh, Pivot to First here. So uh, just a little bit more about uh, the Business uh, Growth Podcast. You can find out more about it at ethancassiotis.com. That's spelled A-T-H-I-N-C-A-S-S-I-O-T-I-S.com. Ethan, welcome. Yeah, thanks, Mike. It's uh, awesome to be here and great to uh, yeah uh, work out uh, to each other on each other's podcasts and looking forward to yeah providing yeah. a lot of that. Well, you know, there's a couple of big things that have happened in the last year. Probably the biggest thing um, is it, kind of personal, but in your life, you got married. I did, mate. Yes, thank you very much uh, in March. And um, yeah, it's been a great uh, journey of, with my partner for over four years. And um, we got... We actually got married on the day that we met, the same date, um, which was pretty cool as well. Um, to so I don't have to think about two dates, anniversary dates, because it's all the one date, which is uh, nice. And um, yeah, really enjoyed um, that. Had a lot of fun, and um, now it's uh, all about consolidation, right? When we're talking about business and things, if we've got our partner to go along the journey and how we can, you know, grow together as well. Well, no, that's fantastic, and uh, just congratulations. I know I saw a little bit of it, uh, some of the posting you put up on LinkedIn about it and everything, and. Then, looked like a really beautiful day. So congrats. So, so Ethan, tell me a little bit about um, your podcast. Tell me a little bit about what you do. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Um, so yeah, the podcast, um, the Business Growth Show. So um, yeah, interviewing a lot of, uh, you know, successful entrepreneurs and, and even some celebrities as well on there to just get their insider secrets on business. Um, and there's a variety of cool people on there. And um, yeah, had some cool names on there like you know jay abraham highest paid mark in the world and you know bruce buffer from the ufc if you like the ufc and um you know some other um big names you know george kukas founder of temenos worth over five billion so um and and then you know some some awesome entrepreneurs they're not all massive you know some awesome people like yourself mike on there and and others that provide value in in their different areas and um yeah so a lot of insider secrets a lot of um cool areas of you know that you'll learn a lot from i've got a lot of great feedback um from it and you know i think in general, I think the lesson out of podcasting, whether you have a podcast or not, is if you're the host, it's about asking great questions as well, right? And this is the same in business. If you can ask great questions to the people around you, then you can get great answers, right? So, um, you know, listen to it definitely, um, you know, a lot of great value there. Um, and then, yeah, a bit about me. So I uh, grew up in Adelaide, uh, South Australia. So it's a smaller capital city in Australia. Um, parents were teachers. And uh, wanted me to, you know, go to school well. I ended up dropping out of my final year. Um, they didn't like that. And I got a job at 18 and then worked my way up. And then the uh, head office there actually headhunted me in Sydney and said they wanted me to move to Sydney. So I'm, I'm in Sydney, Australia now. I've been here for over 10 years. And, um, yeah, did, did some various roles there. Um, worked on some big tenders and worked with some big brands in the, in the waste and recycling industry. And then, yeah, started my first business, uh, Waste Management Consulting, over five years ago now. Um, and work with some of the biggest brands here and still do, like Target and Kmart, which I know you have in the US as well, um, Westfield, the biggest shopping centers, and, and many others, Department of Defense as well, I've been working with. So, um, 
done a lot of cool stuff there, built that big business, um, you know, to multiple six figures and then started my business coaching mentoring as well um, about two and a half years ago now. So from that, how can I give my knowledge back um, to everyone and help um, specifically service-based businesses, um, you know, grow uh, anyone that provides a service, um, get to that seven-figure mark and, and beyond there. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me, the podcast and then how I'm helping people. Well, one of the reasons I was really excited to have you on, um, your, your focus is on scaling and growing service-based business. And, and there's a ton, you know, if you look at the U.S. market here, you look in Australia, there are a ton of service-based businesses out there and, and growth is just really challenging for all of them. Tell me a little bit about, um, you know, where you start with companies that, that come to you and go, hey, I need some help. Yeah, definitely. And um, the reason why I like service-based business, I guess, compared to a product is, it depends on where the product's at. You know, does something have to be created? Um, you know, you know, there's a lot of supply chain issues. All these things happen now, right, with the COVID and stuff. So there's a lot more intricacies. Um, so that's why I focus on services because really you can really ramp up a service-based business relatively quickly as long as, you you know, you've got the right delivery methods and, and things there to provide great services in, in whatever area your business is. Um, so really we look at, okay, what's the model? Do, are we competent? Are we, are we providing a great service initially? So that's, you know, uh, confirming that does, does the, the strategy need to change potentially about what the offer is as well? Um, you know, because there, there's more sustainable business models than others. Like, you know, we, we love reoccurring revenue where possible. Are we getting, you know, as much of that, um, to, to get business growth instead of, once off um, charges where possible. So having a look at what's the business model in, in how we're actually delivering um, those things. And then it's looking at, okay, well, what are the different methods, especially in marketing and sales, right? Um, in how are we getting our leads? You know, there's a, there's this traditional ways of getting leads. And, you know, now with, with social media, you know, whether it's organically and marketing and, and how we're portraying ourselves as a personal brand as well um, is really important too, because, you know, a lot of the time people buy people right? There could be 10 other companies, for example, that do a similar thing than you. They might not do exactly the same, but to someone on the outside, they may do a similar thing. So how do we differentiate you as a company, of course, as a brand, but also as the person? Because they go, you know what? Mike knows this stuff with, uh, you know, the recruitment side of things. I want to go with Mike and Pivot CX, right? Because, you know, I've got a connection with Mike. I can see he's an authority and expert in what he does. I, I, I trust him. And, you know, moving from there as well. So it's really how we're positioning ourselves is extremely important as well. You know, Ethan, a long, long time ago, uh, I was at a sales seminar and I can't remember who the trainer was that said this, but people buy from people. And what you're what you're saying really is true um, when you're selling. It really is a relationship between you and the buyer and, and people buy because they uh, they want to buy from you as a person. They're buying they're buying you first and the product second or the service second. So that's great advice. Yeah, thanks, mate. And, you know, it, it becomes very, very powerful when you understand these methods, because in the end, you know, obviously you want to be measuring things in the business, like what what uh, ways are you, how many leads are you getting, where are you getting them from? You'd probably have some sort of CRM system, um, you know, at the same mm -hmm. time to be able to, to manage this customer relationship management system for those that don't know what CRM means. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot of cool systems out there um, that you can use, like the biggest one, the beast, if you've got a big company is like a Salesforce or something, uh, but you yeah. know, you can use smaller ones that are very good as well, like Active Campaign, for example, um, as well. So it just depends on on where you're at um, in managing that side of the things with leads. Um, and then you can look at, okay, you know, and I think a key thing as well is about touch points now is because of, you know, we're all on our mobiles, right? A lot of the time mm -hmm. these days. 
you know? So it's, um, we're getting distracted very easily. And, and I think in business. So if we want to get someone's attention, we sort of need to get their attention multiple times. It, it takes more for people to trust us. Gone are the days where you used to do a, you know, a cold mail out old school or, you know, just say, hey, buy my stuff or something like that. And people would be like, yeah, because there's a lot more visibility of businesses. There's a lot more things out there. So we need to build trust over time, um, you know, with people, it's, you know, we don't want to, I, I use the analogy, uh, don't necessarily sleep with people on the first date, right? It's like, you know, Absolutely. we got to wine and dine them first, and then, you know, they'll, they'll open up to us. You know, what's really funny, you know, we talk about the sales world, um, almost everything that you're saying about selling applies to recruiting people too. And it's been so funny for us in our business and that we, we uh, really help our services helping companies recruit better and faster. And it is amazing um, how much recruitment can really learn from relationship building and sales um, because they, they don't do a very good job of it. Um, so just kind of uh, back to what you do. There, there's one thing I wanted to ask you about before we really get into anything else. And, and when I look at your podcast, you know, listen to your podcast, when I look at your website, the word mindset comes up over and over. Why is that so important? Yeah, great question, Mike. And, you know, I think mindset is everything. And a lot of people, when they go into business, they don't necessarily think about mindset. It's like, hey, I just want to grow my business. I need some help with it. They work things out, whatever it is, you know, find coaches and mentors or companies to help them um, to grow. But a lot of the time, it's the mindset, the thing in between our ears, right, that determines how successful, especially for the founders of the business, um, that it's going to be with the direction. Because me as the coach mentor, I can teach the same strategies to 10 people and there's mm -hmm. going to be 10 different results, right? 10 different Absolutely. results. And the reason is most of the time because of their mindset, because they've got some sort of limiting beliefs or there's something that's holding them back because their parents brought them up a particular way and had these beliefs that the parents probably don't even realize. Or maybe it's, you know, people now are telling them, oh, that won't work or something like that in, in their friends, you know, that's around them even. So, you know, even the people you hang around comes into this at the same time, right? Because, you know, we've all probably had, you know, some negative influences or something, right, in our life, um, you know, in our friends where, um, you know, people complain and things like that. So um, it's really, you know, being understanding what are those beliefs? And I think, if I use Rich Dad Poor Dad as a book, right, um, which a lot of people have probably read by Robert Kiyosaki, um, you know, his, um, the, the, the thing about money, for example, was like lack of money. Uh, sorry, money is the root of all evil, right, uh, is, is, a, is a belief. And my dad told me that hundreds of times growing up. So you can imagine how imprinted that, that was into me. Um, and then when I read that book and, and his Rich Dad said, lack of money is the root of all evil because without money, we don't have freedom. We don't have choice. We can't do the things we want to do. We can't grow our business. We can't employ more people, you know, create a great culture, you know, in that thing where people love to work with us and everything like that. So it's like, okay, I flipped that switch and all of a sudden the money started coming in, right? A lot more than what it was before. So these are well, these little things. Yeah. You know, the old joke, uh, you know, I've tried running businesses with no money and I've tried running them with money. And I much prefer to run a business that is well-funded. Definitely. Right. So, you know, that's a simple example. So it's yes. about putting, you know, putting the mirror to yourself or, or getting, this is why coaches and mentors are really powerful because a, a normal person, it's a bit more challenging to be that aware about what the thought is, but someone from the outside can sort of ask a few questions and can uncover your language and, and what your beliefs are. And it could just be one little piece that you change and your whole business can change, you know, the results from that and the action that you take, 
basically, because it all happens from action, the results that we get. So something could be making us do action or something could be, you know, we might not do it because of what our belief is um, in that area. So I think that's why it's so important. Um, and that's why, you know, in my programs and things, mindset is a component of that because I know that um, we all need to do it, you know, and it's a, it's a thing that happens over time as well. Sure. So, you know, in the U.S. right now, um, when we look at businesses and we have an awful lot of companies that are service companies that use our recruiting service. So I get to talk to a lot of CEOs that are that are in the service industry. And um, the challenge that, that we're seeing in the U.S. is something I've never really seen before, because usually when you talk to the CEO of a business, their biggest problems are, you know, I, we need to sell more. We need to find a way to hit really ambitious sales goals. We need to, uh, you know, find a way to grow the company. And, and usually the answers are more sales and marketing. But what we're seeing now um, is we're having trouble growing our company, not because of sales, not because of marketing, not because we're undercapitalized. It's because we can't find enough people to actually deliver the service that we're selling. Um, you, in Australia, are you seeing that there? Yeah, definitely. Um, Australia, you know, there's a massive skill shortage here at the moment because, you know, we were closed off a lot. We're a big island as well. And, you know, we're big on immigration in Australia. I know a lot of countries are to a certain extent. I know, depending on the US, um, closing the borders a little bit more, um, more recently. But, you know, we're, you know, you know, we're a country that is basically immigrants, right? Australia, apart from the Aboriginal people, the natives and the convicts, mm -hmm. right, when they first started coming from England, we're a very multicultural society. So, um, you know, a lot of people come from overseas. So because of that, um, especially in the tech world, right, where there's a lot of skill shortages in the tech world at the moment mm -hmm. because we get a lot of people coming over. Um, you know, people are needing, you know, hundreds of people um, in, in just one company in some of these big companies I know at the moment, um, you know, in tech roles, you know, whether it's development or, or other areas like that. That's just one example. But, you know, it, it's challenging to find good people. Number one, the skill shortage definitely is, is a big one. Uh, I mean, I think in general, you know, there's that, great resignation thing that's sort of, you know, going around a little bit, um, you know, on the internet where people are going, well, am I really enjoying what I'm doing right now? And, or, you know, am I, you know, what is important for people? I think you need, you need to understand in business because the working from home thing start happened right during COVID and some people liked it. Some people didn't like it. Some people want a bit of a hybrid. They want a bit of flexibility. So I think in the world as well is understanding what, you know, your employees currently want. And also, you know, in the recruitment side of things, what do they want? You know, what is, and what is your direction on that? Are you flexible? Do you always want people in the office being really clear on what that mm -hmm. is? Um, I think is extremely important because, um, you know, either way, I'm not going to say which way is the better way because it's a, it's an individual thing about how you want to do it. Um, some people like both, but I think that's a big factor now in, in, a, you know, how, the, the conditions of the company is and then, you know, an even bigger, you know, topic is, is probably about culture, which we could, um, you know, even delve a bit deeper into as well. Well, I like a word. I like a word that you like to use a lot when we talk about recruiting problems and that's mindset. Um, the reason, the reason I say that is when you look at now versus a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, um, we have a skill shortage, which means if, if you're wanting to recruit and actually fill jobs, um, you may have to change your mindset around what a qualified candidate is. You might have to make some adjustments um, and maybe put a better system in place for training and hire people that maybe are less qualified than they were three, four years ago. Um, there's another mindset change that, that's there too, which is um, 
you you don't have months and months to make a hiring decision anymore. You can't advertise a job and wait 60 days to hire somebody. If you get a good candidate, when's, uh, you know, Ethan, when's the right time to hire a good one right now? <laughs> now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right now. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I, when you look at mindset, what, what do you think that most, especially service businesses, what do you think that most of these companies need to change in their mindset about people and and hiring people? Yeah, great one. And, and I think it's, it's a combination of um, do you need the person working for you as an employee or can you also have them, you know, as a contractor that basically works with you a lot or are you outsourcing? So there's, there's a few combinations here. Now, I think mm -hmm. obviously you can control people as in, you know, they're part of the culture a lot more as an employee. But you know what? Some people have like side hustles or they create a business like a consulting business or something. And maybe they don't need to work full time. They don't want to work full time, but you can get them on a long term agreement as a contractor, for example. Right. You know, in some of these roles, you know, in there. So being a bit flexible, just saying, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm going to get a hundred percent of my workforce, you know, as, as an employee in my business. Um, yes, I do. If that's, you know, the way you want to go down, but maybe for a few roles, if it's challenging to find those people is, you know, are there other ways to get them right to, to have them sure. um, there or, or, um, you know, in there. So that's, that's one thing that I would say, but I would say that, you know, in the, in the mindset of what you're doing is what are you actually offering them? Like, how are you being different than all of these other companies. It's not like, you know, hey, just come work for me. You're going to love it, you know, type of thing like that. It's, there's a lot, if there's a skill shortage and there's, it's tough to find people, people are shopping around. They're looking at a lot of businesses. So it's yeah. like, how do I make it more enticing to work here? I think that's the question, the mindset question you have to ask yourself. And, you know, you could talk about the Googles and stuff, which have all these fun stuff, you know, at their workplaces. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's you, maybe that's not you, but maybe maybe you can do some other fun things that are part of it where um, obviously flexible work arrangements, but maybe there's some benefits that you give or some, some fun activities that you do. Like, what is it that you can do? And I think you have to look into yourself and go, why would I join my business, right? Like, what would, you know, make me join my business compared to another business? Um, you know, and obviously culture becomes a part of it as well. So, you know, are you really clear on your, your, your purpose, your mission, your values in your business as well? Yeah, that's a huge one. Uh, you know, do, do the people that are coming in really align with the values you have? And it, it's remarkable how many businesses you go into and, and they, uh, they'll have a, uh, you know, they'll have a mission statement, they'll have all these things, but their actions are totally the opposite of whatever that mission statement is. You know, it's like, a, uh, you know, we do this because we love our customers, but the behavior just says we love money. Yeah, exactly. And and I think the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway I'll say for recruitment in, in a service-based business or particularly any business is hiring based on the values and the attitudes, right? The behaviors of people predominantly first, because yes, there's a skill shortage as well. So are we going to be able to hire someone with 100% of the skills? Unlikely, right? Maybe you might get them, but maybe you have to train them a little bit. So that can be trained skills, but the, the, the mindset, the values, the behaviors, the attitudes of someone is very imprinted into somebody. Now, yes, with coaching and other ways, you can, you know, enhance that person, but that's going to take a while when it's a habit. It's a learned yeah. behavior. You know, one of the, one of the pieces of advice I was given a long time ago when I, I started my first company was, you know, Mike, you're not going to be able to hire people that have everything you want every time. So 
pick and choose the things that you really can and want to teach a new employee and then hire people that have everything else you want. So know, know the things that really should be required and then know the things that it's okay to teach somebody. Um, and, and that advice has been really helpful when we hit the pandemic because, um, you know, if I wanted the perfect candidate, I'm not going to find that anywhere. But you're right. You can find people that have great attitudes. They, they are in alignment with the mission that you have. And, and if you just know that little bit that, that you're going to have to teach them on the job and be realistic about it, um, you, you can really hire some amazing people. Even yeah, now. Definitely, definitely, mate. And, you know, and I think, you know, like with you with the, in the recruitment side of things is, you know, what are those questions, right, that you're asking people in those interviews? And, and you know, you can be quite strategic in understanding, you know, whether you ask the direct question of what, what are your top values, that may or may not be a good question, but it's how can you ask questions that sort of derive these things and and having an awareness like of, of their language, right, about what they say, because in other questions that they answer, they will likely touch on some of those values or their values in general anyway. So it's about understanding, yeah, their, their, their words, what's coming out of them and going, okay, is this someone that really, you know, uh, you know, for example, if, if, if a big thing is about, you know, being great for the customer, and if someone's saying like, you know, helping people or something like that, I just love helping people, just whatever it is, and they're in a customer service type role or whatever like that, then you're like, okay, awesome. You know, this person loves what they're doing and they're demonstrating that maybe you're asking some questions of some examples where they've gone over and above, you know, these areas here where you can sort of see that. And, um, and, I, and I think another big thing, that is powerful to understand about people's background is what they actually went through in their life. Like there's, there's the term um, grit, right? Um, that comes out is, you know, how resilient are you, for example, in, in, as a person, you know, with stress, with, you know, being put under a bit of pressure in business and not saying we're going to, we want to be under a lot, but you know, business gets busy from time to time and things pop up. And, you know, if you've been, cotton wooled as a person your whole life and never put under any stress at all or had very little discipline in your life, then you can go into a business and it could be very challenged. So understanding, you know, what challenges have they gone through in their life or their business, uh, like previous roles, or at the same time is, you know, maybe what have they done growing up, I think is, is a great thing to understand as well. Like, have they played a sport for a long time? Have they been into martial arts? Have they played a musical instrument for a long time? Like, you know, for many years, um, because that teaches, you know, commitment, dedication, a lot of discipline to do a lot of these things as well so that they're, you know, they'll be committed to that, I think is is extremely important as well to see what those areas are. Now, there may be something on the surface that pops up straight away. You might have to dig a little bit more, you know, in some of the questions to see, because I think you really see the character of the person so that if there is a bit challenged in the business, they have the tools already inside them to be able to rise up and still deliver for you as well. Great advice. Great advice. Um, so, Ethan, a couple final questions. Um, these are pretty easy. Uh, favorite book? Favorite book. Um, that's a good one. Um, you know, I obviously mentioned that, you know, one that I've, I've I read a long time ago and I think is still very relevant today is Think and Grow Rich. Um, you know, it's um, I still have this old version of it where the cover's like broken from my dad that he had, right? This book from a long time ago that um, he gave me when I was quite young. And I didn't actually read it at the time when I was quite young when he gave it. And then I found it um, many years ago and I, right. I read it otherwise, which is so interesting um, in that book. And and I've still got it. I sort of, you know, um, made it so I could still, the, the, the top cover didn't fall apart. 
But there's so many lessons in that book where, you know, it's like fundamentals about how we're living in, in terms of our mindset, right? In business and, and a lot of cool things in there that, um, you know, I think be curious and look into delving deeper into some of these topics. Um, so I think that's a really, really powerful book. There's so many out there, but I think that one is a staple um, that if you really understand those um, terminologies and, and what we need to do to think and grow rich, then that's really going to set you up for success as well. Yeah, that that book is absolutely a classic. Um, so uh, favorite movie? Favorite movie? Um, that's an interesting one. I uh, there's there's two actors that I love, right? Um, in comedy wise, in movies, and these are sort of older movies. Is um, uh, Eddie Murphy and Jim Carrey. So, and I, I love, um, yeah, I love, I love the sort of different um, things. So, I love the Ace Ventura movies of Jim Carrey. Okay. Like, I don't know, um, very, very funny. I used to, I used to be able to say all the lines and do a few voices from that and everything. Um, and then um, Beverly Hills Cop was probably my favorite sort of trilogy um, in there as well, where he's just having a good laugh um, like that as well. So, it's, it's hard for me to put it on one, but I would say those like couple of um, series of movies there. Um, I think. Uh, are really powerful and and love love the just the different humor that they have they were in their their young you know in their prime type of thing like that with you know with uh, with both of those actors um and yeah just just being a little bit different and i think that's a that's a key lesson right is um be you be a little bit different don't just follow the crowd in whatever you do in your in your life in your business in, in your, if you're working for somebody um be you and and i think that's what's going to stick out when people connect with you in relationships and everything like that right um in anything and that's going to help you to succeed even further you know, that's really funny you bring up BU because so many people forget, um, you know, that in business, they all try to put on a, it's like they're trying to wear a plastic shell or something. And, and um, the truth is, no matter what you do in business, if you, if you be yourself, you will be a lot more successful than if you try to be someone else. Just, it doesn't work the other way. Definitely, mate. Completely agree with all of that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So is there anything else that you'd like to share with the audience? Yeah, you know, I would say that, you know, whatever you're doing, um, obviously, if you're in business, or, you know, you're, um, maybe you're, you're wanting to work for someone, because not everyone's, you know, built to be an entrepreneur. Um, these days, people can be entrepreneurs, like innovate within a business, or maybe you just want to work for someone, whatever, you know, you're at there, I think, always have a mindset for growth is how can I improve myself over time, and, you know, have that as a high value in what you do. And we all, really want to grow because there's the saying if we're not growing we're dying right in some respect if we're being too comfortable then we're going backwards to an extent so put yourself in uncomfortable situations maybe you haven't done something completely before you know whether it's speaking on a podcast whether it's speaking on a stage whether it's you know doing a particular task in a business whatever it is like that put your hand up for that project that maybe you haven't done before to learn new things if you're within a business whatever it is Put yourself in those situations and then if there's things coming up for you going, okay, how do I need to grow? Do I need to improve my mindset? Do I need to get a coach and mentor to help me with certain skills in my business to be able to learn so that I can do these things better going forward? So I can have that, you know, unconscious competence, let's call it, where things happen automatically, where you get to that point where you're being really um you know, clear and and confident in in those tasks or just who you're being as a person. So I said, have that that mindset for always wanting to grow. And if you do that, you will always get better. And if you don't know what the answer is, find someone that you resonate with that can help you to get there faster. Because time 
is really the only main resource that we have. And it's, you know, that everybody has the same amount of. So if you can get there a lot quicker and many years quicker, uh, I would, you know, I invest a lot in my coaches and mentors. I would recommend to invest in people in whatever area that is, um, because then you can be truly yourself and, and feel a lot more fulfilled in your life as well. Ethan, thank you so much for joining us today. Again, Ethan Cassiotis, um, he is the author of Six Keys to a Bulletproof Business Mindset, and he's the host of the Business Growth Podcast. You should definitely check it out at ethancassiotis.com. Again, thank you very much for being here today, Ethan. Yeah, thanks so much, Mike. It's been a pleasure. Um, awesome stuff. I love that you're doing this podcast and great to give back um, you know, on each other's podcasts. And uh, Absolutely. You're, doing awesome, you're doing awesome stuff as well. So definitely check out Mike and all the recruitment other areas of your business because I'm sure Mike can help you too. And thank you so much for having me here.